Hey guys, and welcome back to Talk Anything with Cass. And I've got a new friend with me today who I am meeting for the first time right now. So we're all going to get to know him as uh, we talk. So uh, I would like to uh, say hello to my friend Tito, who is my new friend. Hello, Tito. Hey, everybody. Hi. Now, Tito, you are like a streamer type of guy, right? I am. I am a... uh... A streamer on the Facebook platform, but I am a charity streamer. Yes, that's right. Uh, Kimmy was telling me about that. Please uh, go ahead and tell me about this because I uh, am extremely excited about all the stuff that you do. So um, it actually started with my brother um, at the beginning of actually just prior to the pandemic happening. Um, and uh, he was actually streaming uh, for like call of duty modern warfare stuff like that and said hey you should get into this and and so i was just like okay sure why not um but i quickly realized that i'm terrible at games i'm I'm just terrible (laughs) like i load in and within like not even a minute i'm done right (laughs) so um which actually (laughs) is the play to my name for my streaming page is actually called continuing nine because i die so fast i see the continue screen all the time (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh well it's actually kind of funny you say that because i was telling uh one of my friends that works at the dispensary over in pendleton um she was like telling me about how she's like awful with games and i was like you you know that actually be kind of a funny type of thing to do where you're just like awful at games and that would be like well all right well i died again guys and that would be like a comedy st- side of it and she was like i never thought of that that's actually <laughs> like, how, it, how it started with continuing nine and it started from there with just um since I'm terrible at playing games but I didn't just jump in and say I'm just going to be terrible at playing games and that's going to be the whole uh, basis for my streaming you're going to try so I kind of held off like I started like I said um, at the early part of 2021 and actually 2020 and uh, I held off on going live just because I wanted to find the page's identity and I kind of just saw the same thing over and over, you know, everybody just streaming for themselves and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing sure. wrong with people wanting to stream to make you know a living. So, um, but I have a stable job and, you know, I serve in the military, so I have a, uh, a secondary paycheck, unlike most people. So nice. I'm comfortable in my financial situation for the most part. Sure. <laughs> I yeah. Always give, I could always use more money. Um, right. No but, doubt. I feel that. But, uh, but I was just sitting there and I'm just like, I got to do something different. And one day I happened to come across a page. I, he actually doesn't stream anymore. Um, where he was doing a charity stream for that day. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then the next time he was streaming, it was just back to, you know, his regular programming. I'm like, well, that's a, that's a concept. I'm like, nobody's out here just doing nothing but charity streams. And so I asked a couple of my friends from different common, uh, kind of streaming platforms. And I'm just like, hey, what do you think of this idea? And everybody loved the idea, but nobody wants to do it because if they take a day off of streaming to do charity, that's a day of money that goes away or a month of money that goes away. Sure. So I said, well, I don't need the extra the extra income. So I said, this is going to be my platform. And so sure. it, it was very tough, though, because mm. um, not many platforms take charity donations and just give the entire donations to the charity everybody takes a percentage right so then i came across facebook and they of course 
have a very big fundraising button and all of the the donation is given to the charity there's nothing taken out there's no fees no processing or anything so that's why i've been on the facebook platform for mm, almost three years nice that's cool yeah it's been it's been a good time um the you know i've done a lot of charities for different organizations um uh, a sober woman's living uh, a home in uh, Florida called uh, Wayside House. Um, Wonderful. There's uh, I, the one that I was doing this month, which I've done several times uh, before, is um, Max Fun, which helps with the trap neuter release of cats. Aww. Um, the one for Crohn's and colitis. It just it's a wider variety of charities I do. Sure. Um, no, that's amazing. Yeah, I try not to just stick to one kind of charity. I try to be inclusive yeah. to many kind of charities that I can. Well, yeah, there's so many out there. Oh, there are. There are. So I have there to be are. Like, very selective in my charities also. So I... Mm-hmm. I yeah, I you want to make sure you don't get like scammed either too. Oh, yeah. So I had to join up uh, with different little watchdogs uh, organizations. Like I'm a member of GuideStar, which is n- like nothing super fancy. You know, you could be Aww. a member. It's, but it gives you like... The, the 990s because non-for-profits have to be re- they report their uh, stuff and make it public mm-hmm. so I I do as much due diligence as I can in a company before I decide to you know for lack of a better term get in bed with them sure yeah absolutely I could I could see that for sure 100% so like uh, you do like a lot of military stuff too I do some military stuff. Um, there was a for uh, last year for the better part of six seven months. I did a dedicated uh, st- uh, theme for the rest of the year because of uh, allegedly I'm going to say that because I you know legal reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Some woman allegedly stole money from various um, organizations in. Um, pretty much did a, a the horrible case of stolen valor and i wanted to help out in recovering some of that funds that she uh allegedly took so sure. i did a the, almost a half a year uh to the wounded warrior project okay but it isn't only just for military although i am a veteran right um, no, 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 yeah. i i try to do everything because um to me if it means something to me i'm gonna be more um involved in it but sure. i have to be Remember, I have to remember that I I I'm have an audience, so not everybody's mm-hmm. gonna be wanting to donate to a military kind of charity. So sure. I I kind of I ask for uh, suggestions and I you know I put it up there. Uh, the oh, one that is wonderful. coming up is a the one I have coming up in starting August is a military uh, and vet, uh, veteran military uh, charity, but um, I do them all. That's awesome. I really appreciate, like, I I know that probably you don't hear that, or you do probably hear that a lot, but I appreciate the stuff that you're doing, especially for, like, pretty much anybody and everybody, it sounds like, because, like, there's not a whole lot out there for, you know, people that need it, you know, and, or if they, if it is out there, they can't get to it or they have no way, no idea that it's out there. And so like, that's kind of a a good way to be able to be like, Hey guys, there are stuff out there for you if you need it. That's actually a really good uh, way to put it because that's actually how my friend, um, he's a fellow streamer from the Philippines. He would, um, he, he loves my name because he says, um, your name has a double meaning. Did you know that? I go, what's the second meaning? He goes, 
you not not only do you hit the continue to get an extra life, you're giving extra life to these charity these charities by giving them the spotlight that they don't usually have. Mm-hmm. And right. so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. so um, I look at it that way. Even if they don't, if nobody donates, I get their name out there. And if somebody needs the service, at least that's another way of giving charity. Absolutely, that's wonderful. So how uh, how did you meet Kimmy? My sis. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we call her my sis because um, we were we went to high school together, went to Frankfurt together, and um, it just. I just I, I, I was I was not the popular kid but I wasn't like an outcast either I was just there everybody mm-hmm. knew me and nobody had a problem with me but everybody just kind of you know they just knew who I was yeah, <laughs> I'll leave it I at that. that and mm-hmm. um, so I, I can I can jump in and out of different circles and nobody just you know the I was social invisible. butterfly yeah, yeah. no <laughs> so, I was there right there <laughs> um, Kimmy and her gr- crew just they were the drama and artsy people and I just happened into them and I just kind of like you know her her personality is just like it's a flame and it just it's says hey best. come here right <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, she's the greatest thing on the planet mm-hmm. she is she is and it drew me to her and we just became friends like everybody else kind of does and then you become like immediate best friends it's just mm-hmm. it goes from zero to a hundred in a blink of an eye and that's what yep. happened it's kind of like how it happened with her mom that's why i call her my sis is because i met her mom and she goes hey come in you're now my son mm-hmm. <laughs> yep that's how my family was too like i have uh people that i call sis that aren't really my like sisters that you know or, or even brothers too because like my brother when he my house was like never really like our house Mm -hmm. our house was like our house and everyone else's house so like if anybody just needed a place to stay our house was your house you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. so like i had like a couple of friends that ended up living with me at my parents' house even living at my parents' house when I wasn't even there <laughs> like <laughs> my best friend Stacy from uh, well we didn't we weren't even friends we didn't even know each other in high school we didn't even meet until we were like 19 and so we ended up uh, moving in together and we only lived together for like a probably was, I want to say it was about a year and then um, I ended up pregnant with my daughter and then my daughter passed away and so like things just my life just kind of got crazy to be purely honest like I lost my mind and lost my way and then I finally found myself back but you know it took it took a long time but uh yeah she she lived at my parents' house for I want to say a good two years or so and I was living in Vegas (laughs) Uh, it, it's well. First of all, um, sorry about the loss of your daughter. That's um, I, you. I don't know how long that happened to go, but you know, it's never a easy thing to ever deal with. Um, the loss mm-hmm. of a loved one, especially a child. You yeah. Know, how, I guess the saying is, um, no parent should ever outlive their children. No. So, um, so sorry for that. But it's mm. great to hear that you're still here. Yeah. And that's a running theme in my charity and, oh, and my streaming page I mean um, that I am big on mental health 
Mm-hmm. Um, I suffer from many bouts of um, they call it PTSD. I don't like the label, Same. so I don't I don't yeah. I didn't get diagnosed <laughs> with it. So I have what they call depression coupled with anxiety disorder. <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. Yep. <laughs> yep. So um, the reason I don't like PTSD is because once you get labeled, especially for the VA, once you get labeled with PTSD. Everything is PTSD. Your back is PTSD. You know, I'm like, it's so stupid. Like, uh, it's been great because, like, uh, my fiance and I have really been like healing together because, like, I've had a bout of like abusive relationships where they've left me, you know, nearly dead and that kind of thing. And I've left them as soon as I possibly could, you know, like, I never went back you know what i mean like once Mm -hmm. i got out i never went back and so once it got physical it was when i would leave and um that's fantastic oh yeah 100 percent. and like with my daughter like the my there was a reason why like i'm like it's okay really because like he was extremely abusive in uh multiple ways and uh very controlling you know that kind of thing and so it was just like a blessing in disguise to be honest and uh that was not somebody that i would have wanted tied to me for 18 years and she really actually had uh trisomy 18 so one of her uh one of us had an extra chromosome when she was conceived and so it caused a bunch of defects and everything else and so um she actually didn't breathe when she came out and uh that was just kind of like uh one of those things where it was like you know uh, at least she went peacefully but um she only lived 18 minutes and you know just it was okay but uh he was he was not okay so that it was more a a blessing in disguise Uh, and it's sad to say that but it was just uh not a good situation in all all aspects. <laughs> I, I so, yeah, you know, that was a long time ago. It could have been a uh, one of those where you're you're stuck with them. Not you know you don't have to be stuck with them being at, in your life directly, mm-hmm. but he's gonna be indirectly in your life because he'll be the parent of the you know the co-parent to your child. Yeah, you know, and, and he would never want me to like a try to raise her by myself because he was that controlling and he once told me like multiple well not really once told me but multiply told me that if I ever left him that he would find me and kill me and the baby and so it was like uh okay so for a while I lived in fear after I left him because like after I had her I was like okay well now I'm not defending my child I am leaving I'm done like I, I was more so staying because he couldn't he wouldn't let me uh, leave and then once um, it got to the point where I was able to actually leave I, I'd finally gotten a job where I was working with somebody who I actually knew from high school and um, I was like you I've got to get out of this relationship artist like I need out I need help and uh, so she let me use like the office phone and I called my dad and I said I need you to come get me and uh, he said okay so they came and got me and took me home so but you know it was it's one of those things where like I still have 
things that I'm dealing with from that. And I was 19 years old. So like that was 18, 19 years ago. And uh, it's not... I, I will tell people forever, like they always say time heals things. It doesn't heal things. It just makes it easier to deal with. Correct. But <laughs> it, it makes you accept it. Yeah, it's just more acceptable. And it's so weird, dude, because like I hadn't even thought about this dude in like 17, 16 years. And I moved to Washington and all of a sudden he messages me on Facebook and I'm like, nope, instant block. Like I hadn't thought about you. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Like, no, sir. And uh, so, yeah, but like after that, it was like um, I was like, fine. Pretty much. Just like that. It was like, wave that fucking wand, bitch. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I'm yeah. very fortunate that I didn't... I I guess you could say fortunate, but I guess it's not fortunate. I don't know. How, what, you know, It depends on how you look at the cup. Um, I've never wanted to have kids. Uh, it was just... I. My mom was like, hey, when you grow up to have kids, this is for your child. I go, mom, sorry to disappoint mm-hmm. you, but I'm never going to have kids. Yeah. And she goes, why not? And I'm just like, I just don't want them. And then when, as I grew up, she was like, well, how, you, have you changed your mind on kids? I'm just like, nope. I'm like, how, how am I going to raise a kid when I can barely take care of myself? Yeah. And now I've always been – so I've never had any kids of my own, but I've raised mm-hmm. plenty of kids. So sure. yeah. I'm, I, I used to say it in the military. It's like, I'm, a, I'm not a perpetual stepdad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the plug and play family where you just say, <laughs> hi, here, here I go. I'm stepdad. And if everybody leaves, no child support. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got to hand them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's terrible to, to sometimes think like that. But there was, I did have a scare when I was uh, many years back when I was married. Um, I, I had a girl who I dealt with before my marriage. Um, she came out of the woodwork saying that, uh, she had a child and it was mine. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and so, oh my god, I, I I that the... happened to one of my exes while I was <laughs> with him, and I'm like, bitch, you, there was like five other possible fathers. Sorry, go on. No, you're good. <laughs> so I told my command, I was like, hey, this this is what's going on, and they're like, yeah, you gotta get a paternity test. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. okay. So I told her she refused to get it. So I was like, all right, well, until you do, it's not my kid, and. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got out, she fought me. When I got out, I don't know how this lady. I don't know. I wish her the best, of course. Uh, but she <laughs> fought, she found me as I got out of the military, and she brought the same nonsense up. I told her, "Listen, again, if it's my kid, I will happily take care of my child. But until then, um, you're gonna take the paternity test because if it's not mine, get away from me. If it is mine, yeah, I no will shit. be happy to pay any child support, any arrears. You know, I'll it. I'll take care of my own kid." She was looking for a paycheck. I guess so. So I told her, you don't have to pay anything for the test. I'll pay for it all. Just go there and say your name and they'll take care of you. So she did. And it came back negative. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I got the call sitting at a McDonald's and I'm sitting there and I got the call and I'm like, hello. And they're like, hi, this is us. And I'm like, yeah, this is him. And they're like, um, I got the results from your exam. And I'm like, okay. Um, you are not the father. It's like, you know, you get a percentage. So there's like, you have 10% or 15. Or, she goes, you have 0% chances. This is your daughter. I screamed so loud in this McDonald's. People just staring at me. I'm like, I felt like saying free McFlurry for everybody, but I'm broke. So now. <laughs> so, 
but that's um, awesome. <laughs> you know, that was the closest I had to winning, you know, having a kid of my own. But you know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm very happy with the life that I chose to live. You know, absolutely. It's so I, I'm cool with being the stepdad, and I choose to do certain things my own way, like. Sure. It's just like with you know going back to how i make my friends i'm very i'm as you said earlier i'm kind of like a social butterfly i have no fear of talking to anybody i go and i talk i just you know i took a i was one time it was me uh kimmy a mutual friend of ours named jen and uh, we were all down at a bar down in south philly and then I was doing like that uh, white snake type of thing, pretending I was going to crawl on somebody's car, you know, type of deal. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so this, the, the car owner comes out and I was like, hey, it's that guy. They were like, who, what guy? I'm like, that guy that you're going to take a picture with me. You want to take a picture? He goes, yeah, sure. And so I still have this photo of me and some random guy I don't know. Just, you know, hands on each other's shoulders, pointing at each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, that's the type of guy I am. Like one I of my, mm-hmm, one of my mm-hmm. other best friends in high school. So I have Kimmy and then I have my other friend Pickle. That's not her what? real name. Her real I was going to say, what? <laughs> I call her Pickle. I'm, it's funny. Just, uh, I'll get, there's another story that goes with that. But, um, okay. I, I, I walk up to her and I go, you know my brother, right? She was like, yes. I'm like, you're not my friend. She goes, okay. And like, she thought I was joking. And we have been <laughs> best friends ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's okay. But she, I would give a, a friend of mine at work just a, like a chip or something from my snack from like passing by her at work mm-hmm. and now we're best friends <laughs> yeah and so i moved uh, she moved so she her and her family moved to tamaqua um it's a small town up it's like a coal mining towns uh mm-hmm. in pennsylvania you ever actually it's right next to you ever seen the game silent hill yes i used to so th- yeah play it and yeah okay perfect uh, so that game is based on a town in pennsylvania it's called centralia Mm-hmm. And Centralia is on fire. Like, I know, I know this. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it's because on fire. the um, the the landfill caught on fire and it's been yes. on fire for like two hundred years. Yep, I yes. uh huh. So she's a few. I'm towns a fan over. of this town. <laughs> yes, I took I took my fiance there and uh, she loved it. Like the, she loved to see the smoke and everything. Now she doesn't love the fire part of it. Sure. <laughs> and there's like no cell signal, so you cross into Centralia immediate loss of cell signal. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So, but. <laughs> We yep. we uh, so my friend uh, Pickle she moved to Tamaqua, which is like two towns over. So I go and I visit her without telling her. So I mm-hmm. go to the bar that she works at, and she's not there. So my <gasps> you, bitch, I am a bit. I'm six foot tall, three hundred pound ish uh, Hispanic dude with a big old beard and I I, I look kind of stern. Although I'm mm-hmm, a teddy bear, mm-hmm, I am a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. You could ask Kimmy all the way. Sure, I, I get walk it. Uh-huh. in. And I'm like, hi, I'm looking for Pickle. And they go, who? <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, oh, they probably won't know her. Is that? So I'm like, I'm looking for Heather. Like, is she here? And I'm, they're like, uh, who are you? I'm like, I'm a friend of hers from high school. I, you know, and they're sure. kind of hesitant. They're so like, uh, the yeah, sure, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there and they're trying to call her, but her phone's off. My phone, I can't reach her. So this one guy, he was like, you looking for Heather? I'm like, yes. He was like, I'll take it to your house. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, I'm like, get in my car. <laughs> so I don't know him. He doesn't know me. He's going to take me to see my best friend. And I take him in my car. 
this sounds like the beginning of a horror story <laughs> or a murder mystery. I mean, Robin turns starts like this. <laughs> so he takes me to her house. I was like, this is where she lives. He goes, yeah. I'm like, you want me to take you back to the bar? He was like, nah, I, I got out. I'll go back. I was like, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. So he leaves and he has back. I knock on her door and you can hear her say, come in. Who is it? I'm like, it's the mailman. She's like, what? And she comes out and she, sees me <laughs> and she screams bloody. We're like, oh my God. She's like, how did you know where I live? I'm like, I went to your work and they told this one guy told me where you live. He And I drove him here and he pointed out. She goes, they showed you where I live? I'm like, yeah. You know, you know who I am? People love me. <laughs> and come to find out, apparently the guy who actually showed me where she lived was a former member of the Misfits. Oh, yeah, he lives up there. He's like secluded up there, and some some I can't remember his name offhand. Uh, if I ask her, she'll tell me his name. But yeah, he lives up there, and so he's oh, the one yeah. who showed me where he lived or where she lived. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that's uh so that's a funny story about how I I have no fear in talking to people. I'll just grab some random guy from a bar to show me where my friend lives and pro- probably murder me. that's okay i'm already about to get you in trouble (laughs) (laughs) uh so um (laughs) i'm all like lost now (laughs) so um now my next question for you is is uh are you interested in being in some of our uh audio shows that we've been working on (laughs) I'm happy to help out in whichever way. Like I'm all about helping as long as I got the time to do so. Hell yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, Sweet. I don't stream as much as other people do. Like some people stream, you know, every day yeah. or when I stream. Oh no, once we, a aren't, week. we aren't streaming. <laughs> we are, we're, it's like an audio show and we've been working on like four of them and uh, we've, let me see, do we have you in that one? Oh, actually, no, you're you're white okay so no it's not the, no i'm not not you not you but your name in the server i, did, I, did. I know exactly what you meant i just it was an easy opening i know i was like i realized as i said it i'm white i'm w-h-i-t <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I literally know Dodgeball. what you just said, but like I'm just I'm fucking kidding. Um, <laughs> anyways, so we have um, uh, a secret society, a S- Operation Starship Infinity. I heard you Pass- mention this in other uh, your other other podcast with uh, Kimmy, aka Missy. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Missy. Say- okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, oh, sorry, not Missy. Mimi. Sorry, you got to call her Mimi. Mimi. Yes, Mimi. Yeah. She has many yeah. nicknames throughout the years, as do I. So you guys have me as Tito here. Some people call mm-hmm. me Toto. I have got, I've gone with E John and God knows everything else under the sun. Uh, so <laughs> it has names, uh, but yes. Um, I did hear you guys talk about the secret society because th- at first I was like secret society. Do they know my secret? And I'm like, and then I was like, okay, no, it's something we different. We do okay, know cool. your secret. It's fine. I mean, it's I think Kimmy fine. knows. I think she knows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just not know all the secrets. I have pictures of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have um, that one, and then we have uh, Operation Starship Infinity and Cast the Legendary Enslayer that came from a hilarious story about me getting a two. Well, it. Uh, Originally, it was four inches uh, splinters jammed into my leg at work, and I had to literally break off like two inches of it off so that I could like get my pants back on. Um, 
because I had to like pull down my pants to see how bad the damage was and realized that I was not going to get this splinter out of my leg and I had to end up having my fiance take me to the urgent care to have a two and a half inch splinter cut out of my leg but I kept working for the last 10 minutes of my shift with a splinter stuck in my leg. I, so. I had, it's hilarious that you say that because I yeah. had a similar thing happen but not a splinter it was uh-huh. a stick oh a stick those are fun too and it was like a thin stick and it I was rolling down a hill and <gasps> and, and uh, this park is on it's on Huntington Park Avenue it's actually called Huntington Park mm-hmm. and I was rolling down the hill and the stick went straight into my knee uh huh and it was just dangling out my knee because I was wearing shorts and it's just dangling out my knee and I'm just like okay um, and I'm a little kid I don't know what to do I just pull it out and so I'm just mm-hmm. bleeding all over the place and continuing on playing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't yeah. work but We're I was both just both legendary and slayers then because damn <laughs> yeah I, I I'm, I'm the type of, if I get hurt I get hurt it is what it is like um, yeah cutting um, I was trimming a tree in the back of my house and I was using an electric uh, saw uh-huh. And um, my left hand, my left arm gave way, and my and my right hand couldn't hold the weight of the saw, and it almost took my finger off. Mm. And um, I was like, "Oh, dang!" And my fiance doesn't drive, and my my stepson was too young to drive. So I was mm-hmm. like, "All right," I grabbed my T-shirt, I wrapped it around my my hand, and I drove myself to the hospital, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not nearby. It's like no. thirty minutes away. So mm-hmm. I drive thirty minutes, and I get there, and they're like, "What are you here for?" I'm like, "I almost got my finger off." They're like, "Get back here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm all nonchalant about it, mm-hmm. but it was the coolest thing ever. This is the first time I ever heard that they can crazy glue your skin. It's called yeah. dermabond. Isn't it crazy? Like, this is like crazy. Like this is literally mm-hmm. crazy glue. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Yeah, they didn't no even stitches. give me stitches when they cut it out. And it was funny because when they when she pulled it out and like held it up with the tweezers, my fiance goes, "Holy shit, it's huge!" I said, "I fucking told you." <laughs> <laughs> but like I also grew up with my dad and um like I was I learned how to weld by the time I was like 14. I gr- like you know So what you're saying is you're manlier than I am. All right, thank you. Appreciate that. I mean, Rubbing you're welcome. My face. <laughs> I, I I have I, you know, not going to lie. I I can fucking make some men cry. I'm just saying. But um I mean, it's so, not hard. It's a button, really, that makes a man cry. <laughs> it's called the mommy-daddy button. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... You're not wrong. But, um, no, uh, so, like, I've, I've been around the block. I've done the tomboy thing. Like, I could work on engines. And, like, um, I had a friend in high school who got his hand stuck in a planer and cut, like, the, his, like, the tip of his pointer finger off part of his middle finger and then like a good portion of like his ring and like there's like nothing left of his ring finger or his pinky finger and it was on his right hand and he also played basketball and played guitar and so like he's legit missing like half of his hand he still held the record for three point uh, shots in basketball in high school after losing like nearly half of his hand and you know what's crazy is he plays guitar still and he just played with Keith Urban like a couple months ago nice uh huh coming from podunk fucking Wyoming it's just like are you serious like our town was 1500 people and he got to play with Keith Urban 
It's amazing. I love him. Well, it, it's so did he learn to play guitar before the finger injury or after? Actually, I don't remember the timeline. Be- because it's so it, you know the old the, um, I say old because I'm old, uh, but um, the band Corn. Mm-hmm. So Monkey actually mm-hmm. had it when he was younger he cut the tips of his fingers off mm-hmm. and to get the sensation back in his fingers he picked up a guitar so he can you know press the chords so he can get the finger the sensation back and now we'll look at him now mm-hmm. oh i know yep <laughs> so no, uh, it, it would be funny if he had the same kind of timeline where he, he cut his finger off and then picked up a guitar and he got to play with uh yeah that'd be pretty yeah. cool i think it was actually after now that i'm thinking about it because he was more into like the basketball and sports and stuff like that when we were in high school and I don't. I don't even remember him even picking up guitar until after high school. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, also, not that I'm a Keith Urban fan. I just am very proud of him. Keith Urban. Um, you know, it, it, it's when people get to do stuff like that. You have, especially that you know, it's your friend. You have to support mm-hmm. him regardless of who the other. Well, yeah. no, not regardless, because sometimes you go, you know, hey. That's a murder. You don't want to be, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I get it. I definitely get it. But um, yeah, I have to ask. You know, you're asking me questions, and I know this goes that the, the interview goes this way. But I have to ask you, what made sure. you start this? Um. Oh God. <laughs> so I was a chef for like 22 years, and. Uh, worked like three or four jobs at a time and never really had the chance to be able to get out like my other creative side that Mm -hmm. I loved so much Um, because I was really mostly just like I'm I'm very shy like in person but like not in person I'm not so shy so I'm fine as long as I'm like behind a computer screen and I can be like oh yeah you know or like on the phone or you know behind a microphone or whatever (laughs) yes exactly like I like my black cave I'm fine I'm a bat it's fine um I always wanted to be well I did actually try my hand in being in a play but I just didn't like people staring at me (laughs) like I don't know if it was just like I didn't like being seen so I was like okay with being goofy and funny and shit and behind the scenes but like as soon as there was an audience I was just like okay fuck this um but my creativity kind of mostly came out in like my cakes that I did and like my food that I would do and stuff like that and then of course like even before I became a chef like I actually wanted to be a uh forensic scientist and work with uh I wanted to be a detective and I wanted to be a judge and, you know, work in crime. <laughs> Basically, I wanted to do all aspects of it and that kind of thing. And then I lost my daughter and then that's when I lost my mind. And then, you know, that's when I became a chef because people were like, hey, you're like really awesome at cooking and you should just, you know, do this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, I was still kind of lost in my brain and um, ended up turning it into like a major career where I was working with master chefs all over the world. I got to work with Wolfgang Puck. Like I've, you know, I've worked all over Las Vegas with all sorts of people. And, um, so then all of a sudden I became a single mom and still had to work three to four fucking jobs. So I never really had the time. And then I ended up moving to Oregon 
meeting my fiance and I don't have to work ungodly amounts of jobs anymore. And uh, my job now is to where the point where I can like uh, listen to like podcasts and stuff. I didn't really know what podcasts really were. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got into like this true crime one and then kind of got a sour taste in my mouth because they weren't really fulfilling like the things that I expected people like it. I mean, like if you're if you have a Patreon and you have people asking you questions and like people are legitimately like, okay, well, like we're giving you money to support you and like we're asking you like what happened to the website and why isn't there any merchandise that you have keep talking about and like why is this going on and why are you not answering our questions like we had like a whole list of like questions of what was going on and you know answers yeah no answers and um but had no problems like uh talking with on the feed from the episodes or whatever and so i was just like you know what i'm fine not because they would answer any messages in Twitter, okay. But what about the people that don't have Twitter? You mean you know X what I'm now. saying? So well, X now or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so stupid. <laughs> but I don't have Twitter. I don't have like the social media stuff, and so like I was relying on the Patreon messaging to be like, hey, like you know, these are questions that I just keep seeing pop up on your feed that I am trying to address for everybody, basically. Because I wasn't asking the questions even though I had them. But as you're, like, looking through the feed and the same people are asking the same questions, it's like, okay, well, if you guys aren't going to answer it, like, how about I just, like, make one big feed and ask the question and no answer after, like, I gave them, like, three months, dude, like, just to, because I was like, you know, they're probably busy. But I kept watching them comment on the episode comments, and I'm like, okay, well, obviously fuck us, because we're asking questions, and even though we're supporting you guys, but, you know. Anyways. That's terrible. That's terrible, though, because like, and I, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but uh, it's, no, you're fine. I, you know, I, it, me personally, you know, being in the streaming community, we, like, I don't, I don't have supporters or, or subscriptions or whatever, and I choose not to, and I'm glad I don't. I don't even, I don't even take any uh, monetary gain, so everything I do on my page, it goes straight from from you to the donation sure. and to the charity. Exactly. But, um, I know I have, I have friends like I. Like my one of my mentors in this whole thing is uh, his name's Adam. And they call him Mr. Blast. He has all the perks and everything, you know. He's trying to go for partner and all that good stuff there. Mm-hmm. But he has the same mindset I do. Is like we thank everyone for mm-hmm. even spending time with us because you're giving of your day, your life, yeah. your valuable times exactly. to be with us. And if you give your money, that's even more so. We we are indebted to you for that so we choose mm-hmm. to be sure to answer yeah. your questions and he tries his best to answer all questions and all that chat stuff there mm-hmm. and so when i see like i've actually seen streamers and content creators who like they it's like they have they forgot where they started i guess and they've gotten yeah and 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 most of them have since either fallen off the map or you know did something else because it streaming is no longer where it's at and content mm-hmm. creating is kind of like waning away but it's 
it, you can't turn your back on the people who are especially giving you their money because they'll they'll do the best thing in the world they'll stop yeah. giving you money <laughs> yeah exactly like uh the worst the worst part about it is is now like they're being with they're with amazon and the wondry network and everything else so now they're like they're getting paid just a podcast basically and so it's just like okay well I, I tried to go back just to listen, just to be like, I'm going to try it back and see if maybe, and I just still had the sour taste in my mouth and I couldn't go back. But anyway, so to go back to your question, um, I ended up kind of like searching through and was like, wait a second, what is this? D&D is on spot. People are playing Spotify. Are you... Are you kidding me? And I was so excited to see people were doing TTRPGs on Spotify because what? And um, I've always been a fan of like TTRPGs and D&D and all that stuff. And so I was like listening to a couple of them. And then I found uh, a couple of people that I just really adored and um, ended up becoming one of their patrons. And... Um, then I got added into their Discord server because I became a patron. And then there was a couple of people on there that I love and adore still. Like, I still actually uh, am on that server and I still love that podcast. And um, I'm not a patron anymore specifically just because I am a podcaster now. And mm. um, they're kind of my competition now. So. <laughs> But I still love you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, it's it's like now we're, we just got a sponsorship and now we're yeah, getting heard. ready to start doing that. And so it's like, okay, well, I mean, I'm still, I still talk about them to everybody. Like I tell everybody about the Lucky Die. I tell everybody about Full and Scholar Productions. Like I am full about supporting these guys because they put out some amazing stuff and Volanda is an amazing storyteller and the entire cast are amazing cast members and like squash is my favorite thing on the fucking planet <laughs> and um so like it's not that I I don't love you guys it's just now we are all part of the same community and I yeah I still give out like shout colleagues. outs <laughs> yeah more like colleagues you know competition colleagues you know you're in the same field as somebody else yeah exactly I mean they're ne I'm never gonna be able to compare it to those guys because they're just absolutely amazing and they've been running on for like five years now on the same campaign and everything else and I just adore them but I will absolutely never forget them and always shout them out whenever I get a chance. I love you guys, the lucky die. <laughs> well, it's, kind of, it's, it's, I actually made mention of Mr. Blast Pride too, saying how, you know, he's one of my mentors. It's like he has on Facebook platform, he has, I think it was like 15, 20,000 followers. Um, he has, sometimes he can go from 30 people viewing at one time to hundreds of people viewing at a time. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, that's awesome. It, it's, you know, and, but he's still to me like one of the guys. Like I talk to yeah. him, like I'll hit him up on Discord, like, "Hey, I got an idea." And now that he's transitioning because of what's going on with the platforms, I was like, "Hey, once you do this, this is that." And somebody at his level would just be like, "Why are you giving me like you barely have like 10, 15 people watch you at a time?" No, he'll say, "Hey, I didn't think of that. Thank you." And he actually implements mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's I'm awesome. So you know, so when you say like you're not in that uh, their level, you're in your level. 
you know, you, yeah. you, you, you'll, you'll do you and they're going to do them and you'll get to where you need to be eventually. Yeah. Like we don't near, like nearly do like the same thing, like at all, mm-hmm. but you know, it's now, now we're in the same community and, and I love them and I hope that, you know, we all get to eventually meet someday because I would just absolutely fangirl my whole life out. Uh, but anyways, so, um, uh, how did I go from there? Oh yeah. So, uh, I had friends on there that were like, Hey, you want to start a podcast? And I was like, sure. And then I met Adam and then I met Kimmy through Adam and now the rest is history because now I have like five audio shows and, uh, like nine podcasts altogether. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. So no, it's actually a good story. You know, it's, it's one of those things like it's a journey and you know you're into role-playing games but it and mm-hmm. it's literally a not so much a quest but it is a journey as what is it the hero's journey you went through your own hero's journey to get to where mm-hmm. you are here yeah and i now they have to work journey, one job it so it's kind of nice that i get the extra time to be able to like work with my creativity because i've always wanted to write i've got like book ideas coming out the yin yang you know from high school and everything so it's kind of nice that i have like kimmy and bubby to have as my writing team because like we legit have started so many stories and projects now to where like i'm feeding my creative soul and i absolutely love it so now we have why does she say yeet when you say her name what bubby when you say her name you uh, i i said it the other day i i I was we were all in the voice chat and i had said her because i was just i was first time meeting her and it's like so that's your name she was like yeet i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea i was like <laughs> I don't There's know. That'd be a fun story that goes with this, but I don't know. Probably because I go yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it was a. It, I was like, okay, sure, why not? Uh, oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, so what else do you like to do for fun? Um, when you're not streaming so, and stuff. So when I'm not streaming and doing this, I'm actually I just started a new hobby. I want to say a few months back, uh, the st- study of time, horology. I'm, I, I watch making. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing! It, I I spent a lot of I, so I'm I'm the type of guy who, uh, when I get into a, a hobby, I go full force into it. So when I started streaming. Mm-hmm. You're I like spent my brother. a lot of money on this on my rig. I I'm like a couple grand, like probably like five thousand dollars into the streaming setups, and mm-hmm. then with the watchmaking, I'm about three thousand dollars into that. Oh my god, that's how my <laughs> brother cheap. was. Wait, it's oh not my cheap. god. Like one tool. There's one tool I bought was like seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. The watch cleaning, the watch cleaning machine itself is like seven hundred dollars. The this one little tiny handheld tool was one hundred and fifty. I was just like, come on, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's one of those things. Um, when I used I used to do uh, cell phone repair um, before when I had my own store, um, and I I noticed something then was that when I had to repair when I had to but when, when I had a phone to repair. Um, I would be in the moment and I was mindful mm-hmm. and I didn't worry about my anxiety or stresses and also I tried sure. to translate translate that into watch repair thinking it would be you know relatively the same they're small pieces no 
the screws on a cell phone are gigantic compared to the micro repair that you do <laughs> on these watches. It is <laughs> ridiculous. But I'm starting with that and I've been doing that. Um, I'm trying to go back into school to finish up my bachelor's degree, but uh, oh, God, yeah. I hate school. <laughs> I know. I get that. That's why I went to culinary school. <laughs> Kids, please finish school. But yes. do it because if you want to. Not because being forced, or else it's, it's twenty a real years thing. later you're still paying student thing. loans on a career that you're not even doing anymore. Because now yes. I build RVs, Tito. Like I don't even <laughs> cook anymore. I build RVs. Oh goodness, I mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate. That I got the GI Bill, so I don't pay for school. But uh, yeah, so like oh, my son, yeah. he's, my stepson, he I call him my son. Uh, he's mm -hmm. in college oh, yeah. now. He goes to he's your son. That's all yeah, of course. I've raised since he was four. Um, yeah. Uh, your dad he yes <laughs> he goes to newman right now and um i told him when uh, a few weeks back maybe a couple months back i told him like hey the best gift that your mother and i are going to give you is when you graduate you're going to have a zero when you walk out of that school mm -hmm. meaning you have zero debt when all you your friends lucky. and all your other colleagues at school leave out of there with 20 30 100 200 thousand dollars in debt you're going to walk out with nothing you will have that step ahead Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but he actually learned that he didn't, he went in for computer information systems because he wanted to program computers and all that good stuff. But then he was miserable. I just saw he was miserable. And I was like, what's going on, man? And he was just like, I don't like this. He was thinking about dropping out. I'm like, how about just changing your major? Right. Like, do something else. So I'm like, talk to your advisor and see what they tell you. I'm like, why don't you just go to general studies? Get your, get, knock out your core class and take a bunch of regular or non-regular class that you wouldn't take take photography take you know one arm on the water basket weaving or something and then um knock out the bachelor's degree and then if you want to do something after that great if not at least you have this and then that'll open doors like for like if you go to if you want to work for the government you, they a lot of them require just a four-year degree not anything mm -hmm. in particular they just want to see if you have a four-year degree so yeah. just knock that out and so he went and he actually wanted to going switching his major to uh business and accounting and he loves it now awesome but i told him like you know don't think that you know we want you to have this degree so it can offer you an opportunity but it's the work you're going to put in because after you get out of school it's it, it's nothing is handed to you life is going to punch nope. you in the face like it's going to hurt because it's going to punch you your heart you gotta work your butt off child like i sit him next to me and i'll be like hey watch me pay bills because you're gonna see all this money and you're gonna see how far down it goes <laughs> mm -hmm. uh-huh i know my son he's 12 now uh i that was another abusive relationship i had to escape but uh fucking uh luckily enough my i gave him the choice i was like you either help me with this kid or fuck off and he decided to fuck off. I was like, that's fine. I'll fucking raise this kid by myself. And I have. And then, uh, so now my fiance and I are trying to teach him. Because, like, he didn't understand why I was always working all the time. Mm. And I'm like, bro, like, I was working four jobs just to be able to keep money in the account just so that we could pay the bills for the apartment that we were living in and the food that you eat all the time <laughs> and so we're still trying to teach him the concept of money even at 12 and like we gave him like chores and you know 
whatever this that and whatever we've given him all the tools and it's just like not clicking yeah it's like i fuck. tried chores i tried chores and i took it away immediately I'm like you know what this is not gonna work so i told him like look you're mm -hmm. gonna do what you're gonna do like you're gonna clean yep. your room you're gonna i'm like so he, instead of giving him money for chores i'm like when you want something you tell me i get it for you mm -hmm. but you're gonna clean your room you're gonna do these things because you live here like that's it yep. like you're gonna do these things I know. but guess what you have an unlimited account with us you want stuff yep. you, we get it for you but that's like as he grew older too. as he grew older I kind of like I, I didn't make it like so I would say hey look I'm gonna pay some bills sit there sit here next to me and I would explain to him like this is how much I get for work and these like food like with the stuff you eat that's that right there that's that line item there like this right here mm -hmm. that's that and I would show him and like, like that's what I got paid. This is all I had to pay. This is what I got left. So every time you ask for something, it comes out of that money. Mm -hmm. And so I showed him that. And then um, eventually when he was, I think it was like 14, we got him his own little account where we put money in. I was like, all right, you have your own account. And you have money in there. And he would buy stuff and I'm, and then he, he would be like, hey, I have no more money. I'm like, that's called being broke. No. <laughs> 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 that means you got to earn that shit. <laughs> so I'm like, if you want something else, like, we can work something out here, you know. But, but like now that he's older, you know, I told him like, you don't work. How old is he now? He will be 20 in uh, August. Oh. So I told him, like, to listen, I'm like, you're not gonna, you don't work. We don't ask you to work. Your only job here is to go to school, and that's it, and pass. Like. If you drop out of school, then you're going to go to a trade school or go to work because rent's due on the first. That's, those mm -hmm. are your options here. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm like, you know, you, you can live here for free. And the only thing we ask you, like, you don't work, you don't pay no rent, you don't do anything like that. Just go to school. That's all yeah. it is. Or you're going to go get a job. And then you're yeah. gonna learn how this thing. Like I don't sugarcoat it because I want him to understand. And it's not like I guess it's a very traditional way of thinking or a thing is like I want him to grow up to be a man where he's self-sufficient, not yes. to the point where he's a misogynist or anything like that. Just that he can go out into the world, and when and I'm gone, be okay, he can fight for, he could fend for himself. It's not mm -hmm. about being, you know, hey, he's oh, you're just trying to become a guy. No, no. No. I don't care what my son wants to do with his life. He could tell me tomorrow that he wants to go and be a clown as long as he's happy doing it and he yeah. can make his way doing it. I just want I him to about. be okay. That's all it I is. Want him, I just want him to make sure that he can understand that life can hit you hard without even knowing. Like, mm -hmm. I've been homeless twice in my life. One while mm -hmm. serving in the military. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> so, Lord. Yeah. So it, <sighs> it, it, can ha it can happen to you without you even knowing. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I want him to have all the tools. And so, like, I talked to him about taxes. I talked to him about all this stuff. And he's just like, looks at me like, why are you talking? I'm like, I'm like because these are the things you're not going to learn in school, even in college. You're not going to know that you're going to go to work for 80, 80 uh, 40 hours in a week. And you think you're going to get this much money. And then Uncle Sam and your city and state are going to go, nope, give me all this money first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like robbing you without actually robbing you. But it they're is gonna give you. you just a little bit of it back, though, <laughs> and then they're gonna be like, "Yoink!" Just kidding. <laughs> I explained to him the whole tax return, and he was like, "So wait a second, because I told him I, I, I explained it to him how it was explained to me one time. It is a no interest loan you give to the government, and then when you get your money, you get 
most of it back, not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say most of it. Like you get like some of it. Like here you go. <laughs> like it's a no interest loan. Like you let them borrow money and then they don't give you most of it back. And it's yeah. and he was like, That's terrible. I'm like, Welcome to yep. the government. <laughs> Welcome to democracy. <laughs> But, uh, it, you know, I try to t- give them the tools and I don't like I tell them, you do what you want to do with your life. Like, it's your life. We will never like when we sit them down for any decisions or anything like that it's like, hey, what do you want to do? And he looks at us like, like he gives us that like you're the adults. I'm like, no, no, no. You're an adult here, too. Like, what do you want to do? This is this involves you, not us. Cause mm-hmm. We've made our choices. We, we made our bed and we lay in it every day. Here's yeah. your choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, like a- we try to tell my son, you know, like we're not, uh, we're not being mean. Like you know, if we're saying no about something, you know, like we're just telling you no because we're trying to keep you safe, and we're giving you rules to keep you safe, and we're giving you these rules because to keep. If we don't give you boundaries, you're gonna be that little kid who, at 12 years old, is already on house arrest, and my kid got fucking beat up, and now we have to press charges. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I know exactly what you're saying. I've always had uh, that with my son. I, t- I had a relationship where, oh, sorry, you're fine. My my fiance would be the one who would um, be the lover and these uh, the the emotional support and all that stuff, and then I would be the hammer. And, oh my god, I, it's so funny. We're totally the opposite. <laughs> I wouldn't, but I'm not the bad hammer where I'm like, do as I say, and this is why yeah. because I said so. I go, hey, listen, man, you're gonna do this, and here's why. Like, <laughs> and here's this, why. This, this, here's a stove. It, a stove has fire. If you touch it, it's gonna burn you. You want to touch it? Go ahead. It burned, didn't it? Yeah. You gonna do it again? No. So that's why we don't do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so like parenting lessons by Tito. We're gonna have another episode coming up called this because I'm gonna start writing notes here in a minute. Yeah, no, I'm, I, like I, my whole thing is that it's kind of like with, um, and I, I'm a, this is, you're probably gonna get people that's listening listening to you and you're gonna say, oh, that's terrible. I, uh, no. I'm not a gun nut. I'm not a gun nut, but I do have. I, you know, I do have my guns. I was, I've been, I'm trained properly by the state of Pennsylvania. I am an Act 235 carrying. I've been trained in the military as an armed sentry. I have all the training in the world with a wide scope of weapons. Mm-hmm. I keep two weapons here in my house. And when he was younger, I took him and I said, hey, this is a gun. You know, I made sure it was completely. I, there was no ammo in it whatsoever. The ammo was in a whole yeah. different part of the house, Absolutely. and I made sure it was clean, clear, and free. And I said, "This is a gun. I'm like this is a, this is called a pistol. This is a nine millimeter pistol." I'm like, "This is how you verify it's free and clear." And I showed him how to actually look in a weapon to make sure it's, and then receive a weapon that it's sure. free and clear. And Absolutely. then I said, "Okay, now release the slide." Show him to release the slide, and then I said, "Okay, now pull the trigger." He pulled the trigger. I'm like. That's a, you see that that click you just heard that if there was a bullet in there you would hear a bang and then you would end somebody's life on the end, other end of that that's called mm-hmm. shooting I'm like you will never touch this gun again unless we're at a range mm-hmm. and that was it and I take him to the range and yeah. mind you he is a dead shot my uh-huh. son is a dead my fiance is a dead shot but she's kind of more she'll pull to the left because she kind of leans it a little bit but mm-hmm. she'll tear your left side up no, he I is it. a dead shot <laughs> I, 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 I'm the type of person like I'm not going to make you taboo 
because mm-hmm. you make something taboo, whether it be guns, drugs, alcohol, money, whatever it may be, they're yeah. gonna go. Why is this so like enticing? And then they're gonna get curious, and curiosity kills the cat every single time. No, don't kill the cat. I know, right? <laughs> But no, like I grew up with guns, you know, like my dad's a hunter. I grew up hunting. Like I know how to shoot a gun better than half the men I know. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. fucking I was a tomboy. Like I said, I grew up with my Mm -hmm. dad. And so like I get it. And I think it is a good skill for kids to learn at an early age to not fear something like that because I was shooting a cross or a a compound bow by the time I was seven years old like I was shooting a rifle by the time I was 11 so like you know there's it's if you make it to where you teach them the right way because like I even took hunter safety I took gun safety I took all of that I took archery and 4-H like you know but don't make it to where they're afraid of it. And then that's when accidents happen. Well, that's exactly the same kind of thinking I use when it comes to money. Don't make money mm-hmm. taboo. Don't make mm-hmm. buying stuff that you want a taboo. It's like, oh, you only got to get what you need. No, you get stuff that you want but within mm-hmm. reason. Like, look at your money. Like, as long as your needs yeah. are taken care of, get your wants. And then if you still have money left over, great. Exactly. You know? And so I try to teach them that as well, because so, money should never be a taboo subject either. You know, yeah. I, I'm just that type of. That's just my mentality. It's the same thing broke, I even do with so my. It's never been an issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've 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 always worked, and I've always had money, but I'm the type of guy like, it, it, it's not so much where. I save because I'm terrible at saving. She, mm-hmm. My, my fiance, the, the best. She is the best. I I spend money like if it's my job. If like it's there, it's gone. It's it's hurting my pocket. I have to spend yeah. it. You know, <laughs> but I'm learning now <laughs> how to be less of that. But I also, but we never hurt in my house. Like first thing, as soon as I get paid, I showed him. I'm like, look, I just got paid. All these things need to be paid now. Like first. mortgage, car insurance all these things is paid then other things that i should pay like i want to keep having hulu you want to you like netflix (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) you have your luxury items that you pay for monthly and then then you know um, these are things that i want like i want to buy a statue of uh johnny silverhand you know so i mean (laughs) i don't blame you on that one really (laughs) you know and i that's how i teach it because to me just like with a weapon just like with anything in this world if you make it taboo if you make it so off the table or so um spooky like uh, they're gonna be like well why why is it Mm -hmm. that i can't touch this what is it that i that is making this like so enticing now and then they do it and then they mismanage it or they don't have the proper training so i do it with it my way Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's always worked for me and i mean he's a good kid i love him every kid is different too yeah I kind of like we said. I was I, I had the fear growing up, like, oh, what is he going to be like? One of those kids out there, you know, that I got to worry about looking in the news and seeing him there. No, I don't have to worry about that. He has a car. He's had a car for years, and I go, hey, you want me to move my car out the way so you can go somewhere? He goes, nah, I don't want to go nowhere. I'm like, you know, you can go anywhere you want. Like, just, just <laughs> go and drive. He was like, eh, I don't feel like going anywhere and spending money. Forget it. I'm right? gonna stay home and play games. And like, uh-huh. he has better credit than I do. 
right? You you literally just became a forty year old man. <laughs> You're only twenty. Good job, buddy. <laughs> like you that's know. where me and my fiance are at. We're like we don't really go anywhere. We don't really do anything. We just kind of hang out at home with each other, and we work together. So we're just like we're whatever. Oh, I can't work with my wife now or my fiance. I can't work with her. I call him my wife because we've been together for yeah. we just celebrated fifteen years. So I oh, say 15 years. Oh, yes. amazing. Oh, so let, how, how did you guys meet? Tell me the meet cute. All right. So, um, I had just gotten a divorce and she just got a divorce and she lived next to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so I was going through, you know, the post divorce, like I hate my life and I hate everything around me. Yep. And no, I'm going to go running every day yeah. and I was in the best shape of my life. Thank you. Divorce. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, and now my ex-wife and I like for the longest time, we're friends like we're really good friends we were just sure. terrible husband and wife and no, it's my fault that. you know i was not ready to be married i mm-hmm. was you know i was too focused on my military career and i was not focused on being the husband mm-hmm. and so i was always deployed and i was always away and then when i was home i was focused on that and uh, on the family so rightfully so she divorced me and i i never blamed her i've never sure. blamed her but we were good friends so it's so anyway I was getting my divorce She got hers And then my grandma goes Hey I have a girl That you should meet She's really nice I'm like I don't want to deal With women and whatnot. And I'm, just <laughs> like, I'm just like Nah I'm good grandma Thanks appreciate it So my, I came home on leave And my grandma was like Hey I want you to come And visit me I was like okay And here's the thing I'm going to say this To anybody who listens to this If you're military Or thinking about Going to the military When you come home on leave Rest and relax if people want to see you, let them come to you. Don't spend all your time going to visit everybody else. Because <laughs> I, and that's what uh-huh. I did. I was, I would waste so much time visiting everyone else. I'm like, I'm the one here who, you know, you come see me. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, that later in my life. You know, yeah. I spent most of my younger years doing the opposite. But anyway, so um, I, my grandma was like, hey, I want you to come and visit me, but can you wear your uniform? I was like, sure, Grandma. You know, I'll wear my and like, I'll, and I spiffed it up too. I wore the dress blues. And ha- I'm not sure. It's, it's cracker Jacks. They're the Cracker Jack ones. You know, you if put you live, on the nine. Yeah, so I was like, all right, let me put on the dress blues for Grandma. And I wore all my ribbons and everything, my medals. And I was like, all right, <laughs> let me go. And then it, it, the funny thing is, um, my Grandma was like, here's my neighbor. And I'm like, oh, hey, hi, neighbor. And um, we talked for a little bit, but she had to go, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you want to meet up later?" I was like, "Sure." And she left me flat. Oh no! <laughs> she left me flat. She actually wound up oh. going with her other friends to Reading, Pennsylvania, or something. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, "Oh, that's I." I felt that's so rejected. <laughs> I felt so rejected. <laughs> and uh, we talked, and um, it was just kind of, like we had her here and there, but it. it we wound up making it work. It was just kind of like it was a misunderstanding on both of our parts, and I was just Aww. like, "Okay, I'm like let's give it another shot." And we did, and it worked out. Um, it, yeah. We just like uh, yeah. So fifteen years doesn't come easy. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> um, but and it's this terrible movie to say. It's a terrible movie to quote. But you ever seen that movie with Ashton Kutcher and? Uh, I want to say it was Brittany Murphy. I think it's called Just Married. Oh yeah, Just Married. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So in the movie, Ashton was talking to his father. Uh huh. And his, he was looking through a photo album, 
And in the in the photo album, he sees all these smiling and beautiful pictures, and they're happy in each one of the pictures. And he says, or maybe it was Mila Kunis, I don't know. Anywho, but he was no, actually says, Murphy. okay, I was right. Look at that. Yep, My memory is right. not completely terrible yet. No, you're fine. <laughs> I used to watch that movie a few times. So um, he says to his dad, like, I wish I had what you have with mom, um, and with like you're smiling at every one of these pictures. And then his dad says, and this is the one I kept in my mind during my relationship is that what you don't see in between the pictures are all the tough times that happen in between each photo, and mm-hmm. it's those tough times that get you from each smiling photo, yeah. and. I looked at that and I was like, wow, that's like, you know, uh, what is it on Don't Be a Mess message? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I took it and I, I I remembered it, you know, it took a divorce to finally make me realize, you know, this is how I'm supposed to live life. You know, it's, I have to change my focus and it's, it's been ups and downs, but it it's as we gotten more years under our belt it's less downs than there are ups and now we have very minimal downs like yeah we have arguments we had an argument not so, not so long ago but it's we make very up and and, far between. and and i hate when uh, it's not so much i hate because i don't hate it but i think it's stupid mm-hmm. when people say oh don't go to bed angry um, forget that I go to bed mm-hmm. angry all the time with her because <laughs> uh, if you if you yep. try to force not to go to bed angry you're going to try to reconcile something when you don't mean it and it's going to be fake and, and I'd rather go ready. to sleep angry wake up in the morning be calm down like hey you remember we were like that was dumb yeah mm-hmm. we're good yeah. want some pizza alright yep exactly <laughs> so yep. That's how I've made it work for 15 years. Um, That's amazing. But, you know, it's also one of those that you you work at it. Just like mm-hmm. uh, you stream, just like a podcast, just like anything. It's oh, yeah. it's crap if you don't put any energy in it. It's just it's a full-time job. It is. It is. It definitely is, and it's it's not it's not fifty fifty. I I that's no, another thing I hate. No, it's hundred and a hundred. I hate when people say fifty fifty. Yeah, I'm. I don't give it fifty. I don't even give full hundred and a hundred. I it's so it's like today I got eighty. You're gonna have to pick up the rest of the slack. (laughs) She might have 20. Maybe she had a bad day at work and she's got like 20% to give me an energy. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I I got you. Like, I'll pick you up today. Or maybe we're both down. It's like, you know what? We're going to get by with what we got. And then, you know, you go your way, I go my way. I'll see you at bedtime. (laughs) So in our house, we have two different uh, areas. Like, she has her. she has a complete workout room down here, but then I have the complete man cave down here, and I got my streaming room. She has a, her own, like she, we have the the bedroom that we sleep in together, and then she has a whole separate bedroom where if she wants to get away from me. She has a bed, and she has everything over there. She Lucky doesn't have And we, we there was what is it? Some people said make sleeping on separate beds normal. Yeah, we do that all the time, especially when we're angry. Like she goes over there, I go over here, and it just means that I get the bigger bed that day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so when she's angry I sleep better <laughs> it's kind of nice like uh, we we very rarely fight and if we have like a any sort of issue about anything we almost immediately talk about it unless like I get really mad and I'm a Virgo so like I'll literally so not talk to you oh yes so okay what day 
Uh, the tenth. First. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so like I won't talk to you until like I calm the fuck down because if I say something when I'm mad. I say very mean, hurtful things. And so I tend to like hold off and I like process it through my brain. And then I'm like, okay, so I was pissed off and this is why. Because I have ruined many relationships from my temper (laughs) in my mouth. So I walk away. Yeah, I have to walk away now, and I'm just like, I will talk about this later, and he's pretty much figured out, like, if I'm silent, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that, it is, especially, and this is going back to, you know, just how people can view different kind of situations. If I yell and I do and I move, make any wrong movement, that can be bad for me in, in, in the military field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I learned, you know... If, there's, if the situation gets hot and heated, I'm just gonna walk away. And I won't. There was one time, it was me and my ex-wife got in a very bad argument, and I decided, you know, I'm gonna walk away. And she didn't want to let me go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me go. I need to leave. And it's not a good I'm like, idea. I'm like, I, I don't want to say anything there. that can. I don't want to say anything that can uh, jeopardize our relationship. So and she she kept and I was like, you know, what? you're a bad mother. And so Ooh. she punched me. Mm-hmm. And so I walked. I grabbed her by the shoulders and I just moved it to the right. Nothing and nothing violent. I just like I need to leave. Like, yeah. You just hit me. Like yep. because it doesn't matter what happens at this point. If the cops are called, there's a, it's a domestic and somebody did get hit. And nine times out of ten, they're just gonna say, "Hey, you need to come with us." Yep. And it's gonna be me, regardless. Yep. So yep. I just need to leave. And so I went to base and I went to my ship and I was just like, "I need to be here." I was like, somebody give me a wrench. I got to work. <laughs> and she's calling me like, oh, come home, come home. I'm like, I'll be home in an hour. Like, I got to cool off. And then I eventually mm-hmm. come, I went home and we apologized. And I definitely apologized because she's definitely not a bad mother. And no, no, no person, no woman I've ever been with has been a bad mother. Uh, sure. It's just, I will say things when I'm not in the right state of mind. And I yeah. told people like when I'm with you and I'm angry. And I go a beeline to that door. Just let me go to that door. I'm not leaving forever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go get some milk and not come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for cigarettes and never coming back. <laughs> like, I, I just need to cool off. I need to cool yep. off. I, nine times out of ten. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking with you. I'm just going to go either to Dunkin' or McDonald's, grab a sandwich or something, eat it, calm down, and come home. <laughs> yeah. Me, I go take a nap. <laughs> I can't take a nap in Philly. Well, I used to live in Philly, so I can't take a nap in Philly. I won't have a car when I wake up, or at least no time. <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere in Oregon, so it's fine. But uh, no, like when I get really mad like that, like it, I, and because I, like we live in an RV, so like I really don't have like an extra room to like go to, and I don't really want to yeah. go walking around right now. And so like. Uh, I'll just go take a nap. No, um, you know, you, you, you make do with what you have. You make do with what you have and then what you have an uh, understanding with your partner. And that's where it, that understanding is everything. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, it took, like I said, it and took it works. Years I mean, here, we're almost on three years now. And congratulations. Good. Thank you. You know, everything's a day. Everything mm-hmm. starts with a day. And yeah. it's just, you wake up in the morning 
today's not like yesterday today's a new day and we're gonna make this work today too because there's days i look at her and i go man the pillow is right here (laughs) (laughs) and then there's days i look at her and i go i can't see myself without you yep maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) no i love it to death um but that's amazing you know but it's it's a it's one of those things where you you work on it every day it's kind of like what i said earlier yeah absolutely well i just absolutely loved talking to you and we are over an hour because i didn't realize how far we'd been talking so i love that so much because now i feel like you're my brother now too uh so yeah let's uh Go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you, and then we will talk soon about other things coming Sure, of course. Well, like I said, you can catch me on the Facebook platform. Uh, It is ContinueN09, so fb.gg slash ContinueN09. That's where you can find me. Um, I'll make sure to have that link at the bottom of the show notes as well. Appreciate it. I stream a variety of different games. Doesn't matter. Um, I don't. I don't stick to one particular thing. I was just playing uh, Little Misfortune not too long ago, and then uh, I was playing before that. Um, what is that game called? Watch Dogs. I will play retro to new. There's just. I try to stay away from toxic games, and I try to be keep a positive environment. That's just how it is, and I try not to curse much, so that way kids can even view. So, sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. And I hope that this helps get your stream out there a little bit more and such things. So we can get more charities help. I forgot one thing. Um, So starting next month, we like I did say a little earlier, oh, many way, way earlier. uh, We (laughs) will have, we are going to be collaborating with a, um, a charity, uh, not for profit called stack up, which helps combat veteran and military suicide uh that is the um the upcoming uh charity drive we're going to be focusing on and we will be looking to raise a thousand dollars and if we do uh a law firm i know will be matching up to a thousand dollars and we will have um we'll be able to get what's called a crate a supply crate drop where Mm -hmm. they drop off to somebody either a veteran or active duty person forward deployed or whatever and they give them the newest gaming console a bunch of games and then also um they include a letter and a card from our community letting them know where it came from so it's a great program so if uh, check them out on stackup.org it's a great organization i will and i'll make sure that that is also in the show notes to make sure you dm me those I'll for get sure. them in there for ya. And thank you guys so much for listening and follow rate review everywhere. Get your podcasts. And also thank you to World Presenia Collaborations for our sponsorship. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Blessed be. Bye.